we go. She Runs Ultras episode number nine and week one of training is underway. (laughs) But because I'm recording this on Thursday, I'm going to hold off on doing any sort of recap until next week when I can really talk about how my long runs go on Saturday and Sunday. Sound good? I mean, we all know (laughs) that literally anything could happen during those long runs and sometimes that's the most interesting part of your week. (laughs) If you're new to the show and you're jumping in and listening to this as your first episode, I would highly recommend that you go back and start from the beginning. Everything will just make a lot more sense. But to give you some context right now, I'm just starting out in the base training phase where I'm focusing on building up my aerobic capacity and at the same time, trying to nail down a schedule that I can stick to throughout my training. And of course, there are going to be days and maybe even weeks that I'll have to adjust that schedule. And certainly when I start to progress into some more specific training, things will morph and shift and change. So, but for now, I'm just trying to get into a rhythm and a cadence. So here's a typical kind of weekly schedule for me right now. So I'll run three to four times, ride my bike on the indoor trainer one to two times, do a strength session also one to two times and some functional mobility three to four or maybe even more times depending on what my schedule allows for and how I'm feeling. And in order to get that all done, sometimes I'll piggyback workouts and sometimes I'll even do them at different times of the day if it makes sense with my schedule. And with the exception of my runs or rides, none of that other stuff takes all that long. Typically, like in the neighborhood of 10 to maybe 35 minutes, depending on what it is and, you know, how much time I have allotted for that day. And I purposely do this for a few reasons. First, if I keep it short and sweet, (laughs) I'm more likely to do it. (laughs) Maybe you guys can relate. There's nothing worse than just having a jam-packed schedule and feeling overwhelmed by one more thing. Second, that's a reasonable amount of time that I can devote during the course of my day. And third, I've done 45 or 60-minute workouts a lot in the past. And I've always found that by the time I hit like right around the 30 minute mark, my attention is drifting. I'm starting to get tired. My form gets really crappy. And at that point, it's almost not even worth it to continue. I should just trim it down, keep it short and sweet, keep it focused and just do the work. So yeah, that's kind of basically the schedule. And I'm mentioning this like in a little bit more detail because I know it's probably something that you guys might be struggling with as well. Um, You know, just how to incorporate all those elements within a given week and how, you know, your schedule is built. And in and amongst all the other commitments that you have, right? It's, It's never cut and dry and it's always evolving. At least it is for me. And I've always found that you know, having strength and mobility workouts baked into my training plan is crucial. And yet oftentimes those are the first things that get lopped off, right? Like if you're a runner, 
people think you should just run. But having those two components is really helpful. And I've learned the hard way what not including them does to my body. And ever since that I made it a part of my regular routine, I've had very few physical issues that have sidelined me. So yeah, I'm just happy to get started on my training and excited to see where it goes. But I have to admit (laughs) that I was really getting pretty comfortable with the whole 15,000 steps per day thing. And honestly, that's how I knew it was time to rip the bandaid off and just jump right into training. I never want to get too comfortable with what I'm doing physically because then I know that I'm not making any forward progress. But at the same time, once I announced my big scary goal to you all this year, I panicked a little bit. (laughs) I mean, what was I thinking? (laughs) And I especially panicked when I started to get some messages from you guys. Most of you were just like high-fiving me and commenting on how excited you were to watch this process. And I even got a few emails with some helpful training ideas. So thank you for those. I mean, I have run 100 miles before, but it was two years ago. I'm 42 now and things have changed a little bit. (laughs) And back when I did it, there were very few people paying attention to it. Almost no one outside my inner circle knew what I was doing. And honestly, that that was just fine with me. Running an ultra is a big commitment of time and energy and resources. And some people get it and some people don't. (laughs) I'd have definitely mentioned this before, but you can easily spot the ones that don't get it because they'll say something like, why on earth would you want to do that? (laughs) So my point is, That's a big goal to bite off, deciding to run 100 miles in under 24 hours. And it's especially big for someone that's a self-proclaimed slow runner. So yeah, I panicked. I panicked just a little bit. And I got a little nervous and fearful about what I'd just announced to the world. But that fear of failure is actually a good thing. I mean, I haven't always felt that way, but over the years, I've learned to kind of harness this fear of failure for good. And along those same lines, I want to actually read you something real quick. It's a section from Discipline Equals Freedom. It's that book that I shared in a previous episode. And before you say anything, I promise this isn't going to turn into like the Jocko fan club podcast, but so much of what he says really resonates with me. And I think that the mindset he has about life and all of the tough stuff that we experience translates well into the world of ultra. Okay, so this is called fear of failure. Fear of failure. Fear of failure can keep you from taking the risk. It can leave you sitting there paralyzed into not taking action. And that is obviously bad. But I don't want you to overcome fear of failure. I want you to be afraid of failure. Fear of failure is good. Fear of failure will keep you up at night, planning, rehearsing, going over contingencies. Fear of failure will keep you training hard. Fear of failure will stop you from cutting corners. Fear of failure will keep you working, thinking, and striving, and relentlessly trying to be more prepared for battle. So I want you to be afraid of failing. 
I fear failure. But more important, I want you to be horrified, terrified of sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing. This is what I want you to be afraid of. Waking up in six days or six weeks or six years or 60 years and being no closer to your goal. You have made no progress. That is the horror. That is the nightmare. That is what you really need to be afraid of, being stagnant. So get up and go. Take the risk. Take the gamble. Take the first step. Take action. And don't let another day slip by. So good, right? (laughs) So yeah, I was fearful of having shared this goal with you guys, mostly because achieving it is going to be really hard for me. And truth be told, I honestly don't know if I can do it at this moment. But even though I'm really feeling that fear right now, I'm not going to let it consume me. Just like Jacko says, I'm going to keep working, thinking, striving, and relentlessly trying to be more prepared for this event. And I think this is an important skill to learn and practice. So that's kind of why I wanted to share it with you. So how do you feel about fear of failure or just failure in general? I know it can be a touchy subject for a lot of people. It definitely was for me early on when I started running, like when I was training for marathons, I really just did not want to fail. I didn't want people to know what I was doing. I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to have to explain why I didn't hit my goal. So do you set the bar low for yourself so that you'll never have to worry about failure? Or do you take a more similar approach to me right now, kind of swinging for the fences, not knowing if you'll hit them? But knowing that you'll be okay either way, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. And I definitely don't have it all figured out when it comes to this kind of thing, but I do find this aspect of ultra training really interesting. And one thing that I don't think that I've shared here before, um, and it will make a lot of sense as to kind of why we're talking about this stuff right now, but my degree is actually in sociology. So if this sometimes feels like I'm spending more time talking about like the heady cerebral stuff, that's that's why. (laughs) Sorry, it's just kind of second nature to me at this point. And deep down, I think it's why... I loved working in events so much because it was always (laughs) like a ready-made sociology experiment. So anyway, that's kind of the thought work I'm doing this week in addition to getting my first full week of training under my belt. And I just want to kind of check in with you guys. How are you doing? I know that some of you are training right along with me. I've gotten messages and notes from some of you guys. And so I'm just curious to hear how things are going. What are you trying to sort out for yourselves schedule-wise or workout-wise? What if any, fear or failures have you noticed creeping in? Maybe they've always been there, but you've just kind of been ignoring them, or perhaps you didn't really have the words to express them. Hit me up on social media at findyourultra on Instagram, or shoot me an email, Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N, at megan Gould, G-O-U-L-D.com, and let me know. I'd be really interested to hear what's going on in your world, especially since, you know, we can't all train together in person. I like to kind of keep tabs and see what everybody else is up to. 
Oh, one more thing I want to mention before you go. Remember back at the beginning of the episode when I was talking about strength and mobility? If you're struggling with how to incorporate those things into your run training, perhaps I can help. I'm launching a 10-week group coaching program on Monday, February 15th, that will kind of just help you do exactly that. And in it, I'm going to share uh, a simple walk-run training plan, as well as specific strength and mobility workouts that you can do at home with literally whatever equipment you have available. So this is open to all runners of any and all distances because no matter where you are, your running can only get better when you add strength and mobility into the mix. So if you're interested, go to my website, www.megan-gould.com forward slash run dash farther dash faster dash stronger. So the program name is Run Farther Faster Stronger. So you'll just put a dash in between each of those words to get you to the place where you can find all the details. And it's also where you can sign up for the wait list for early access to registration and early pricing. And just as a point of reference, registration opens on Monday the 8th. Okay, with that said, enjoy this beat. I look forward to hearing where you're all at with your training, and I'll see you all next week.